As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Can't you see? I'm listening to RTP, and I'm gonna tell you why. I think this part is fly. They'll watch a movie show, talk smack about romance. Then Mikey says something dumb. Todd wears ten pairs of pants. Page Mikey and Todd. Page Mikey and Todd. Oh, I love you, baby. Romance in the pod. Page Mikey and Todd. Page Mikey and Todd. Well, I need you, baby. Romancing the pod. Woo! Thank you for tuning into Romancing the Pod. You had us at hello. I'm Paige Wesley. I'm Mikey Randolph, fresh off vacation. And I'm Todd Slosser, <laughs> fresh needing a vacation. And this yes. week, Paige made us watch Imagine, Imagine Me and you. you. The movie. They sing the song and it is in the movie. You it's towards it the end. Yeah. They did save it to the end. I actually really love how they use it. Yeah. I do, but they couldn't, they clearly couldn't afford the actual song. So they just have a guy singing it slightly off key. Well, no, they play it at the end when the, the oh, music comes they? up. It's the Turtles version. Yeah. It's okay, like the okay. version. I'm honestly not sure if that's the original, but that's the one you know. You know what I'm saying? Are they yeah, sold yeah, them yeah. A, like a cheaper version of their own song? They're like, this is our <laughs> generic song. I, I was not paying attention. I just heard the guy singing in the movie and was just like oh yeah well it's just some dude on a bike who's like listening to his like i guess disc man at the time <laughs> yeah 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 which <laughs> on a bike to it. like yeah, on that a disc bike, is yeah. skipping like crazy yeah uh he has the patented sony no skip technology in that walk <laughs> i mean it is 2005 so it could be an early ipod like a very early one. It could be listened to a radio. People used to listen. I used to run and listen to the radio. And then I ran slower during the ads. <laughs> On purpose or just? He was too busy writing down phone numbers of whatever the, the products were, Paige. <laughs> no. <laughs> he was like, really? Singles in my area? Ladies? Milk? All right. Tom Shane of the Shane no. Company. Novato and Cupertino? <laughs> yeah, that's what it was. Because it's like, you know, I'm listening to, you know, Alternative Rock, 99X in Atlanta, going for a jog because I'm an in-shape, like, 17-year-old. And then they're like, then the Shane Company. And you're like, well, I can't keep a good pace. Do you guys have the Shane Company out there? I thought this was a Bay Area thing. Oh, man, Shane Company's big. What? I didn't know this. Wait, the jewelry store? Yes. Yeah. yeah, they're everywhere. This is like Paige's version of finding out a Mormon thing. <laughs> yeah, this is my version <laughs> of finding out Mormon things. Todd, they're not even in Southern California. They are almost nowhere else. And in college, we used to use it as a way to see if someone was actually from the Bay Area is to ask them who their friend in the diamond business was. And, oh, and if yeah. they were from the Bay, they'd be like, oh, the Shane Company, Novato and Cupertino. And without fail, I can like I can still do it at comedy shows and pick Bay people out with it. I had no idea they were anywhere else. That's wild. Yeah, I'm on their site right now. They've got like 60 locations. What? In what other states? Minnesota, Kentucky, Washington, Colorado, Kansas, Utah, Indiana, Tennessee, Oregon, Arizona, Georgia, and Missouri. I didn't know Jane's that. Jane's a busy dude. Clearly. Wait, we're getting off track. Paige, why did you pick this movie? Yes. <laughs> thank you, Mikey. Yeah, thank you. Sorry. We're just- 
I had never seen this before, uh, but it, it comes up in the groups a lot. People have requested this movie a ton. Yeah, I've seen that. And when I announced it, I got a million DMs of people who were very excited I was choosing it and are probably not going to be excited about what I say next. I wanted to like this really bad. Oh. I did. I really wanted to. I had to. a whole argument plan. I was like, this is lesbian. What if? And if Paige yes, likes this, I'm attacking is. her. It is I'm lesbian what it. if. Not, not only is it lesbian what if, if, for me, it suffers from the Richard Curtis problem of too many side characters that get too much time or not enough time, which means that our main characters don't get enough time because at the end of this movie, they've literally gone on a single date and talked a couple times. Yeah. And that's it. Now, I have, because I found in Fun Facts, I have something to reveal to you which may explain part of the problem with this movie. Uh, this was originally written as a straight movie. Yeah, I can it see feels that. like that. <laughs> if you say the word fuck or shit a little bit more and then they're straight white guys, it's basically wedding crashers. Yes. Yeah, not as funny, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was written as a, a, a straight couple and then changed after. Where like they met, like the florist was a guy. I think it's that she meets the groom instead of the bride. Oh. Yeah, that's what I think it, I think it was. Now, the person who wrote the script also wrote the movie. Also directed the movie yes also wrote the script directed the movie all of it so they would have done the rewrite so i'm not sure why they decided to make the change but to me it felt like a weirdly straight movie and i was like i don't understand and and i felt like no one had chemistry with each other and I wanted them to. I was like, can we spend more time with them? But like the one thing I appreciate about this movie is that people tell people what's going on before they get caught and whatever. There's some of that. But overall, I'm just like, we spend 50 to 60 minutes of this movie trying to decipher what's in people's heads because no one's saying it out loud. Yeah. And it, so people just have blank expressions through a lot of this movie. Paige, it is a British movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is it a is. very British. But that's what I said. It's the Richard Curtis problem. Like, bad Richard Curtis movies are a lot like this movie where it's like, I know all about their family and the weird little kid that says facts, but I don't know why they love each other. Like, what's going on? <laughs> it sounds exactly like the problem I had with Jerry Maguire. Ooh, I I mean, <laughs> this had a different feel than Jerry Maguire for me. I just meant like exactly what you just said. There's a weird kid that spouts facts and I don't understand why they love each other, but yeah, oh, oh, yeah. Definitely. <laughs> I, I like the sweetness of their like little story. I sure. hated that she was married. Yep. I didn't like that. Yeah. I also did not like that everyone's whispering the whole film the except whole for movie. the two times they yell. And I was like, guys, I need someone's voice to have some sort of inflection at some Something. point in this film. Yeah. Even even with subtitles, it was hard because it was mixed very low. I did The one thing I really did like is when they kind of stylized their date and they stylized the sound of the projecting. Mm -hmm. But I think if I had to rewrite this, if I was going to rewrite this movie, it would go either one of two ways. Either one, they're not married and she just breaks up with a boyfriend and that makes it a little bit easier. And, and maybe they meet at a friend's wedding or something instead. Or two, she realizes that she is attracted to women, breaks up with her boyfriend or husband because of that. Yeah. Uh, and then we fast forward to like a year later where she is now single and figuring herself out. And then they reconnect. Yeah. Or something like that. That's that would be more great. of what I wanted. Yeah. You know, of something like 
I feel like we spend a lot of this movie with Piper Perabo trying to figure her stuff out, but she doesn't really. She kind of just jumps and makes a choice. I also, as a personally, I don't believe in love at first sight, and this movie very I knew much that does. Was gonna, I, I, I yeah. was like, this is Paige's red. This is a trigger movie for Paige. Yeah, I was like, oh no. <laughs> and they have the debate at the kitchen table, and like the love at first sight side doesn't even make a good choice. I'm like, well, then you just like find out if it's love at first sight if they don't fuck you up after the end of it, and you're like. I don't know if that's a good way to do it. No, no. And <laughs> that was an interesting way to take that line of dialogue because what she actually says is you just come to find out that they are proving that you did love them at first sight because you're just yes. falling in love with everything they do. But that logic <laughs> dictates if they ever hurt you, then it wasn't love at first sight. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, and but you don't know until then. I mean, right. I'm not saying it's good and it's the right way to think, but it's said much nicer in the movie. I, I loved the husband character. I thought he was very sweet and like a nice guy. I do like that he's a good guy and not a bad very guy. Very non-toxic masculine yeah. like male lead. Yes, and in 2005. Yes. That's a surprise to me that he was this sort of forward thinking back then. I also like that he lets her go. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, ain't much you can do at that point. Yeah, what's he going to do? Yeah, I, <laughs> that I've let my last two girlfriends go, I guess. <laughs> he should have told her. That, he should have asked her to watch Bob's Burgers. <laughs> See, and I guess this is just me being optimistic. I feel like after this movie, maybe she and him eventually become friends again. Maybe. He's got something going on with him because he pretty much, he plays the character like someone's holding a gun to him off screen the whole film. Where he's that nervous the whole time. Well, maybe because he doesn't realize that he's about to be the worst part of the Watchmen. <laughs> Not him as an actor, but like the character, like brings about the apocalypse, basically. That's him? Jeez. Osmandias. Look upon my works and tremble. Well, this was his villain origin story. <laughs> he does look like he is a hostage the entire movie. You're right. <laughs> he laughs at the airplane like he's free. At the end of the movie, he's like, ha, 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 I'm free. <laughs> well, after having the weirdest conversation with the little girl where she's like, I'll marry you someday. And I'm like, oh, no, oh, you I two shouldn't hang out. I did not love that conversation <laughs> at all. I did all. not love that at all. I thought that was his sister, too. Is that not his sister? No, that's his sister-in-law. <laughs> it's her sister. His niece-in-law? No. It is his wife's little sister. She was like a surprise baby. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, uh, with Anthony Stewart Head and his wife. A Anthony Stewart Head straight up whispers this entire film, and I'm like, you were on Broadway! Like, come on! I, I didn't turn subtitles on. I just, like, fucking raw dog this film, and didn't listen. <laughs> I didn't hear, like, half of it. <laughs> that is a very Cooper approach to watching this movie. I was just like, huh? I could have I taken more Cooper, honestly. <laughs> I, I pretty much watch this film like I'm at a party trying to listen to a conversation, like, catching some stuff, and like, yeah, like, they turn to me, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, cool, 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 yeah. She broke up with who? What? Yeah, <laughs> Ooh, what's her deal? Is is it a little girl or an adult? Is her dad gay? What? <laughs> is she gay or is she bi? Who knows? Who knows? Yeah. What flower says, I want you to fuck me? Is it tulips? Tulips is I dare you to love me. I thought that, that was very... No, <laughs> lilies. Lil lilies. Lilies, that's right. lilies, I dare yeah. you to love me. I thought that was cool. Hydrangeas <laughs> are, I, I think we should break up, but uh, think well of me or something like that. I planted two of them in front of my house. Hydrangeas? Yeah. 
Have you told your realtor it's over? They're, they're, yeah, you told your realtor it's over. <laughs> they're just going to pull up, see the front of your house and be like, damn it, lost another one. I just wanted somebody to walk up to somebody with a bouquet of lilies and be like, and offer them and have somebody be like, um, truth. <laughs> 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 what is the I truth you to love me flower? Sorry. <laughs> I didn't really love this movie. I would have liked it way more if. They weren't married when the relationship started. So, like, yeah, that was a big thing for me. They caught each other's eye, and Piper was like, Oh, no, I'm definitely into women. I need to sort of get out of this. And, like, even like left him at the altar and had this conversation later yeah. that day or whatever. Sure. And then jumped to a year later. She just happens to wander into the flower shop and she's like, Oh my God, it's you. That would be fine. I'd be on board for this movie in a very, like, fun way if that was this movie this movie is essentially just like glorifying her cheating on her husband but you see todd movies cannot let go rom-coms can't let go of the love at first sight cliche i know and it's that one thing and it ruins almost all of them i know if you had one where it's like i think i like met this person we spent an i like ones where you like you meet someone you spend a night with them and you're like i think that's a person i could love yeah that's why i like the before movies it's why i like what if like yeah 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 yeah. not like this no (laughs) and what if has a little bit of the stuff in this that i didn't like too same so like it's not that there's a double standard i remember talking about not like I remember, that oh, I remember yeah. talking it about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, I came in. I was like, I'm ready. I'm ready to throw down on this film. I also think <laughs> I think there are a ton of different ways you could fix the married problem easily. Like, I think for me, an almost bigger problem is just that we don't see enough of them together. At, by the end no. of the movie, I don't understand why it's them. And the, the movie only tells me it's because it's love at first sight. And I'm like, then give me something. Give yeah. me the magic every time they see each other. And it's just not there. Or the one the one 24 hours, which I thought they were going to with the soccer game. It was close. I, I, I Like when that happened, I was like, okay, I'm kind, I kind of understand this. I kind of get it. And I love that the movie kind of stylized it with the lighting. It was almost yeah. like everything about them kind of glows. Mm-hmm. And they're like, we're going to go dancing. I was like, okay, this is it. This is great. And then it wasn't it. But it only lasts like a minute or two. And they never really get another version of those. And when she eventually comes in is like, so I can't feel this way about you. I was like, spoiler, you guys have never talked about any of it. You leaned in once. Like most people in that scene in real life would be like, what the hell are you talking about? Do you about? know how many people I've leaned in on on a kiss? I just do it by default in case it like wants to happen. You know, I'm just like, hey. It's honestly, you never expect it when it happens. Like he <laughs> but just you always, yeah, you, I keep the door open. You know, I got the, you know, we got the light on for you. What's the, what's that <laughs> hotel? <laughs> we got the light on for you. Is that Howard Johnson? Motel Johnson's? 6? What is Motel that? 6. It's Motel <laughs> 6. <laughs> But then if the next day she's like, I left my husband because you leaned in, I'd be like, holy shit, we got to get out of here. And when I say we, I mean like me and my people. I need to leave. You need to talk to a professional. I need to go. I am a professional, but not your professional in this situation. The fact that that she does sort of blow up her life to be with her, I think is a little bit concerning at the end. Mm -hmm. I would imagine, Mm -hmm. I don't know. I wish Mm -hmm. they like leaned into more that like she already knew this about herself that she was bisexual. It's almost too individualized to the specific person where it's not like yes. Yes. an 
awakening or like I'm coming to terms. It's right. like I like this one person. Right. Which demisexual was that demisexual? Demisexual is when you have to be friends with people first. But like I think that's a holdover from the straight version. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Where like air quotes because straight is often considered the default in these movies they don't feel the need to explain it more it's just oh this is a different person or whatever but for this when you when you change it i'm like we need to i mean maybe it is just this one person who knows but i i would feel way more invested if this is something that she was like it's always kind of been there in the back of my head and i don't know and i and what i'm figuring it out or something you know like that was more of what i kind of wanted and that could have led to her being like to, you know, her fiance, boyfriend, husband, whatever it is like, it is not you. I still care about you. Like we are still friends. I still ha- am invested in you, but this is something I need to figure out about myself. Yeah. And to me, that's a much more grounded place to be instead of just like i looked across our wedding and saw the florist <laughs> i know right i mean we've been looking at you across this wedding and you've got a vibe <laughs> so if i like looked across my <laughs> wedding saw an usher dude and fell in love with that usher dude i'd be like wait i need to like is it usher though like it is is it the usher okay <laughs> so i did send an invite okay and if he comes he comes no no i mean just like any random dude i would be like oh i need to like rethink a bunch of shit about my life i need to not marry this person because clearly i have some other stuff happening well obviously don't marry the person that you're not attracted to and don't want to be with right like if you're in that spot where you fall in love with someone instantly at your wedding that's not your spouse or your supposed partner then you need to rethink your life (laughs) i mean it's also not love because you just met that person that's not love it's attraction but it's not love you've got something going on that is like pulling you away from this that you need to listen to and think about yeah but that doesn't mean you should immediately jump into another relationship like that's also my point like the fact that she goes from seemingly straight to seemingly gay in the span of two weeks if that happened to me it would take me a lot longer to like come to terms with like what's going on in my life and like i do think it's a little longer but i would say that this entire movie takes place in under four months fuck yeah which is still not a long time if even if even yeah yeah i also like if i was gonna switch teams and i found myself single again i'd go through a hoe phase i wouldn't immediately (laughs) jump into a relationship are you kidding me? I mean, everyone's different. I mean, like some people might or whatever. But I also feel like if I was if I was switching teams, I'd have like questions where I'd be like, okay, I need to sit with myself for a little bit and think about yeah. how I how I feel and yeah. what does this mean for me? <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> Am I really this way or was I so unhappy in my relationship I gaslit myself into falling in love with some random person? I don't think she's that in- unhappy, no, but like no, I, I mean hey, so for either, other people, I guess that, maybe. Those are the questions I'd be working through myself for sure. <laughs> like well, how do I feel about Henry Cavill's shoulders? Exactly. But how do I feel about Monica Bellucci's tits? <laughs> Just like, mm. They're both a net positive. Mm. <laughs> both a net positive? <laughs> yeah, like, if Ryan Reynolds... I sleep with him once, you know, I'm just be like, yeah, it's Ryan Reynolds, you know? I'm not, but like, Leah Headley is very attractive. Very. Cersei Lannister. Lannister always pays her debts, you know what I'm saying? Although, you gotta be related, though. Like, you gotta be her brother. Her super hot brother. (laughs) (laughs) I was thrilled to see her in this episode sleep with someone she didn't share DNA with. (laughs) Yeah. 
<laughs> or like sleep with someone who didn't leave her with a child that she then has to raise to fight the machines you know <laughs> i honestly we don't ever see them sleep together like it never gets that far because they only really make out once in her flower shop and then and ruin thousands of dollars in flowers <laughs> i was like this is the most expensive makeout scene i've ever seen she wrote it off on her taxes yeah yeah yeah, yeah. oh breakage <laughs> i did think it was really funny that when piper's having this like really sort of sad moment with her parents yeah sort of explaining that she's in love with another woman and her dad like i think comes over and says some very sweet stuff she's like i think i couldn't hear it but i think it, it was very sweet i could hear it and i turned subtitles on because you know i like subtitles but when he says those sweet things to her and she goes, can I borrow your car? He's like, I'll and drive. And he says, I'll drive you. Yeah. I do love that. Because he's like, listen, I don't care who you want to have sex with, but you're a woman. And I'm not going to let you drive. <laughs> <laughs> We're not crazy. We want to get there alive. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, maybe we should go to this movie scene by scene or whatever. <laughs> Let's do it. We open on Rachel, a.k.a. Piper Parabos, yeah. wedding day. Uh, she answers the door. It's her bridesmaids. Everyone's getting ready, but she seems a little disconnected that day. Yes, and don't worry about those bridesmaids. We'll never see them again. We do see them. They're her coworkers. Mm. Yeah, we see them twice, two more times in the, in the <laughs> movie for them to be like, who would ever have a hoe phase and try out lesbianism in college? Crazy. And I'm like, so many people. Yeah. <laughs> Like, more than you think. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, they're her bridesmaids. They get ready. We cut kind of back and forth among all the different guests at the wedding. So the groom and Coop, uh, Hector, or Heck as he is called, and Coop, uh, her parents and their surprise baby that is literally the girl version of, of the Jerry Maguire kid. Uh, but then also <laughs> Lena Headey, who we will find out is the florist for the wedding, who is packing up the car with the flowers to take to the wedding. And I don't know if this is just a florist thing, but every florist I know has a cool older car that they use to deliver flowers. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know if that's a cool florist thing either. I don't know. It's like every chef having the cut tattoo. Like, that's how ubiquitous it seems. I, I don't know a ton of florists. I know four, and they all have it. It's weird. And they don't know each other either. So it's a small sample size, but it checks out. I mean, right? there's no argument <laughs> against this. Yeah. I, I don't know. You heard it here. All florists have cool older cars to deliver flowers. All florists can't afford new cars. We heard it first. <laughs> Because they're making out on their products. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's <laughs> petals everywhere. You're supposed to sprinkle petals, oh. not whole flowers. Man, I wish I was a florist because I'd be like, I'm peddling my petals. Mikey. You're a genius. <laughs> Next step, get an old car. Step number two, find some flowers. KPIs. And with P, I mean petals. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Key pedal indicators. <laughs> They indicate, does he love me? Does he love me not? Does he not? <laughs> Look, my name's Chris. I'm in marketing. <laughs> How dare you? Besmirch. The good name of marketing. Yeah. Wink, 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 wink. <laughs> Let's change the font. We'll get more clicks. I'm like, Jesus, we pay these people? God damn it. But here's the thing. Sometimes they're right. And yes, that makes me are. even angrier. Yeah. <laughs> like, Because so many times it's dumb and it doesn't work. But then every once in a while they're like they change we changed the color of this button and the click rate went up 80 percent. and i was like we really are just monkeys aren't we like it's true. we're just descendants of the great ape 
clicking on colors. In all fairness, the marketing guys aren't that smart. They just made it a color that wasn't called fuck off red. Oh, no, they did. They changed it to orange. Uh, And people clicked on the orange button. I don't know. Burnt orange is very in right now. I'm in marketing. (laughs) Pay me six K a month. Actually, <laughs> here's what's even crazier. So one time they they made it orange and the click rate went up, and then one time they made it ombre and made it change colors, and the click rate went insane. And they were like, "We have to turn it back to a solid color. It's too many clicks." I was like, <laughs> "We got to tell it back We weren't so prepared for sometimes. this." <laughs> Jesus. Oh. Anyway, so uh, everyone is on their way to the wedding. The bride is in a cab with her father, who seems to completely regret marrying her mother. <laughs> Like a lot until the very end when he's like, I'm fully in love with your mom, but uh, I think she could do better or whatever. I was like, no, no. He says, I'm in love with your mom, but she's a total bitch and doesn't love me as much back. And if she met someone else, she would leave me in a heartbeat. Yeah. Let's go get your woman. That is exactly what he says to her. Yeah. And then in the car, they have this like sweet conversation. And he's just like, if you could just be like a little nicer to me. And then she immediately can't. And I'm like, love. (laughs) I'm like, oh, it's like if my parents stayed together. Yes. That is what it would be like if your parents specifically or mine stayed together. I think one of my favorites is here in the car on the way to the wedding. He's like, you know what? I should have just stopped the car and gotten out. And she's like, stop the car. And I was like, oh, wow. All right. She's going to run. Cool. And she's like, no, I just need to go to the bathroom. So she like goes into a McDonald's to go to the bathroom. I did think that was a cute little like running montage into the bathroom <laughs> through a McDonald's. I thought she was going to like try and climb through the tiny bathroom window of a McDonald's. And I was like, well, girl, you in danger because like that dress is not going to fit. Yeah. If this movie had started with her stopping her wedding, I would have liked it way more. But no, she Same. fully gets married. But in the car, when her dad is talking to her, he is giving himself advice, you know, like yes. what he was feeling or whatever. But it is really what she needs to do in the moment. Mm-hmm. And this happens, I think, two or three times throughout the movie where the person on screen is giving great advice for the person who needs to hear it, but they're not giving it as advice to that person. They're like relaying it as a story they heard or like the dad saying it was what he felt or whatever. I thought that that was an interesting way to write this movie. I sort of dug the way it was written. I wish I had the same experience as you, but my experience watching this movie was not to steal an old joke, but it's like playing The Sims after your parents went to bed and it's British Sims and they're like, <laughs> and you're like, oh, I got to turn it down. Don't want to wake mom up. She's going to yell at me. It's 1030. You know, no computer time. You got to turn on Sim titles, man. Come on. <laughs> I was like, none of all of these people look like they were kidnapped forced into North Korea to make this film and I don't know why. <laughs> like they're just looking off to the side. <laughs> it's just a bunch of guys in like off screen in North Korean outfits and AK-47s like <laughs> because I um oh god, I love you. Uh I, I, why? Yeah. Oh man. Anyway, we cut to the wedding where Luce, who is Lena Headey's character, she's a florist is putting together the flowers. Uh, She talks to Matthew Good, who is the groom, heck. And she's just kind of helping out around the wedding. She talks to the the weird fact kid and they become friends, oddly enough. 
I never fully understood that one because I don't think well, I would let my my young daughter hang out with an adult that we just met a couple days before. It's weird, but I had ex- <laughs> me and my mom had experience like fa- my family's at the pool and this kid he's like by himself and I was like, hey kid, your walkie talkie's ringing and he's <laughs> he's like. Oh, that's my mom. She's a, he like gets on his walkie talkie. He's like, I found a dead crab and I'm still swimming over. And I was like, <laughs> I now need you to follow this kid around and tell me everything he says into that goddamn walkie talkie. He's got the country's accent. His name, and he like comes up and talks. He's like, my name's Duke. And we're like, oh, where are you from? Tells us his whole street address. <laughs> I live at 214. Don't say it now, Mikey. I, what I are you doing? But I laugh so hard. He was like, let me give you my walkie-talkie number. I'm on channel six. He's on the walkie-talkie. He's like, I found a dead crab. It's really cool. And it's like, I can't hear what the mom says. He's like, okay. And he like throws it away. I'm like, are they just letting this eight-year-old swim at this pool by itself? I love that this eight-year-old is out here in 1980 and everyone out here is in 2023. (sighs) Wait, where do you find a crab at the pool? It was like, he like brought it. He like found it by the dunes or whatever. He like ran over. I would be pissed if I was at my hotel pool and some <laughs> kid brought a fucking crab into it. Well, un- unless he showed up and was like, I found a dead crab and it was just a plate of Rangoon's. No, it was like a little small <laughs> crab. It was a sm- little small crab. And he like ran and he got, he didn't bring it to the pool or anything. He ran to his walkie talkie to tell his mom, Mikey, you are so defensive of this kid that I'm Duke like is a good 85% dude, man. sure that Duke is on the Zoom call with us right now. Mikey, it's okay. <laughs> we know you found a dead crab and we're talking to your mom on a walkie talkie. <laughs> like, I it's found okay. a dead crab. What am I supposed to do with it? <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, I don't know. You're in your 30s. Figure it out. <laughs> God, that kid cracked me up. Oh, we were laughing so hard. <laughs> yeah, that kid. Wink. That's definitely not a helicopter parent, unless she's like in an actual helicopter walkie-talkie. <laughs> like, tell me about the dead crab. We're at our extraction point. Over. <laughs> Man, his his mother's had a turn to have it all. She's just like working in a helicopter, parenting from afar. I love it. <laughs> Cleaning up the dead crabs of the beach. <laughs> One of them is gonna have the amulet in it. I swear. <laughs> <laughs> I think you mean the cramulet. No, never mind. You the know what? Crabulet. You know what? No, never mind. I went to a place that had lobster rangoons. Do they have any non-seafood rangoons? Yeah, cream cheese. I love those. Cream cheese rangoons. They're much cheaper. <laughs> they are. <laughs> I just don't like crab or lobster. Yeah, no, I feel you. But I would take like a like a lamb rangoon. Oh man, tell me more. We have garlic bread cheese in our fridge right now, and that's not cheese flavored like garlic bread. It's bread cheese that has garlic in it. I'm very excited for that later. I don't know what any of that means. You said words in an order my brain is not used to hearing, and it's like 10.30 at night. (laughs) (laughs) So halloumi cheese, halloumi cheese is meant to be grilled just like straight up like block of cheese into skillet. And so they call it bread cheese because it kind of stays in one piece and it takes on grill marks kind of like bread does. Um, But it tastes kind of chewy like a cheese curd. Um, it's got a really great flavor, and then you can easily flavor it with things. We have a garlic-flavored one. I would fox with that. Yeah. I've got nutty toe cheese. I'm sorry, what? Nutty toe cheese? Is that what you just said? I found a dead joke. It was really cool. <laughs> Over. Throw it in the dunes. <laughs> Throw that joke in the dunes, Mikey. 
Give it to the sandworms and mine the spice. But I was like, I'm sitting with all my family and I'm like four or five beers and and like this kid just like fucking just goes hold hold Jerry Maguire on me. And I'm just like, <laughs> Jesus Christ, kid. <laughs> Quit waving that dead crab near my beer. I'm surprised you didn't punch him. Bop. Did you know a human crab weighs 48 pounds? <laughs> a what? human crab? <laughs> what are we saying? They're, they're kids, man. They don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> I did make my family go get snow cones. So, I mean, I was the kid of this whole trip. I was like, we're getting snow cones tonight. <laughs> <laughs> what flavor of snow cones you get, Mikey? I like the old wedding cake. It's like a strawberry vanilla mix. Oh. I've never heard someone pick an incorrect snow cone flavor <laughs> until today. Snow cone flavors should be mostly fruit, I think. I know, right? No. Like, I was expecting at most pina colada. Like, something. Yeah, I do colada. love a good pina colada. They had a key lime pie culotta at the bar that was a half mile down the beach. So, I walked down and would buy one and walk back. <laughs> My favorite snow cone flavor is yeast. <laughs> <laughs> the place had some weird flavors. I should have took a picture. They didn't have that one for sure. What did I say that? What did I say yeast about in that one episode? It was so fucking don't funny. Remember. Don't talk about the ex uh, episodes you did without me. They don't exist. No, no, no. This was one with you. I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about Alexander Skarsgård. What what kind of uh, cologne he was wearing or whatever? We need to know <laughs> because yeah. of his king's Hawaiian oh, yeah. rolls. Yeah. <laughs> Right. It was just used. <laughs> we need to get back to Piper Pepe Poopoo's uh wedding. Good lord, you'd think Famke Jensen was in this. Uh anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think Mikey can, can say, say that name, name to this day. <laughs> The main reason I want them to start dating, because then he'd have to like learn it phonetically or something. <laughs> For Micah Johansson, what are you doing? For Micah Johansson. Yo, she was my favorite nond girl. I should have been a drill sergeant. <laughs> Why? Because I could just yell people's names wrong. That'd be my whole career. I think that's the only thing the drill sergeants do. Piper pepperoni, up and at him. Point, give him 20. Oh, God. Anyway, we cut to the wedding. Oh, shit. This is the first scene. And we're 40 minutes in. Yeah, she she Piper peekaboos the flower girl. You know what I'm saying? No, the florist. Yeah, florist, yeah. not Coo flower yeah, girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, she's a girl and has flowers. Uh, but Cooper, who is the groom's best friend, is trying to seduce her and she's like i don't like men with muscles is what she says and he's just like i got one muscle for you like he is just a, a an innuendo factory he is british tucker max in this he movie. is british tucker max well he's british british vince vaughn from wedding crashers yes he's yeah. the only one who acts like he hasn't been kidnapped so i kind of enjoyed his performance <laughs> <laughs> he is a dirtbag though like he is a shitty a total, dude oh yeah total dirtbag he's also anytime they're like this person person's gay so don't even bother he's like oh i'm a bother and you're like what no stop he's like, <laughs> like i like a challenge you're like that's not what that's that not means what this is. my guy people's sexuality does not exist to challenge you he's like sexuality is fluid speaking of my fluids and you're like oh <laughs> oh, oh god i mean that is what he sounds like yeah 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 oh god i feel like his fluids would taste like fried fish and whiskey <laughs> man I have a scented candle just like that. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of the extra Tokyo Sea, D Disney Sea popcorn flavors. They have shrimp, clam and garlic, fish and whiskey. I can't tell out of those which one's the joke flavor. 
that's the best part <laughs> because truly only one of them was <laughs> anyway the bride pulls up she's late to her own wedding the wedding proceeds pretty much as normal no one interrupts it it seems to be a nice wedding everyone seems to love each other everyone seems very happy i mean except for that piper and lena headley like caught each other's eye very clearly yeah, because no one would be looking up at the bride. You are right, exactly. I just fell in love with two hundred people. They're <laughs> all looking at me. <laughs> Did you fall in love, or do you just need attention? Hang on. My dress is full of dead crabs. Over. <laughs> <laughs> as long as they're dead, lady, I'm good to go. <laughs> Leave it on the dunes. Leave it on the dunes. Anyway. We cut to later in the wedding when the bride is kind of guarding the punch bowl and we find out it's because she dropped her wedding ring in it. So Lena Hetty reaches in, fishes it out, puts it back on her finger. Yeah, this is like their meet cute moment. It's a metaphor yeah. for what she does to her. <laughs> yeah, kind of. <laughs> Did she Pringle her hands first? <laughs> Once you pop, you can't stop. <laughs> <laughs> this is supposed to be their meet cute, and yet it's the same level of, of intimacy and interaction I had with the lady who saved me a plate of appetizers at my wedding. Oh, and you guys have now been together for a number of years, right? <laughs> You mean that woman you married, Jake? Oh, no. They saved Jake and I se separate plates of appetizers. She was like, I got you extra Christinis. I was like, yes, bitch. And then I never saw her again. But but you're right. It's like, it's like, I think I have a thing for that woman. Yeah, I'm like, it, it's your wedding day. You got you meet people like that all day long. Anyway, uh, but there seems to be a kind of thing. And we will hear from her later, from Piper Perabu's char character, Rachel, later, that she felt like they instantly knew each other and would instantly be friends like they had known each other in a past life. That's how I felt when I met Ernie Hudson. That's amazing. <laughs> I love that for you. That's kind of how I felt when I met Carl Weathers. But like, I feel like that for friendships, that's a very real feeling. Yes, I agree completely. Totally identify with that. There are definitely people that I've met that I'm like, we're best friends now, like within seconds, for sure. But then she kind of translates that into like, clearly we're in love. And I was like, or you're just really good friends. Like, yeah. but here's the thing. Not that I am discounting the fact that she likes ladies. Clearly she does. But like this, this is not the indicator. The indicator was maybe the fact that you just like ladies and you need to admit it to yourself. But like, you know, I mean, she, she might also just be bi and this is sort of a normal thing that she could and fall this in love is one with, of them. Yeah. you know, anyone, but that's not explained in the movie. So like, I understand why you would be like wondering Paige. Yeah, no, for sure. And, and, she might or maybe she's pan like our favorite villain from queer ultimatum vanessa you never know <laughs> are we gonna get into it do we even have time? I'm, I'm completely caught up God. let's go she's just gonna be like i need everyone to love me that's a sexuality <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah it's called narcissism love me and they're not allowed to love anyone else ever and you're like what wait hold on i can cheat on them as much as i want yeah i'm gonna win this show i was like you don't there's, there's no, no winning winners. that's not like what this show is about this isn't perfect match this isn't too hot to handle <laughs> This is Ultimatum. Did you read the form? Ultimatum is, it may be my favorite show. Because it's I, I, so I, nuts. It's the most toxic out of the ones you just mentioned, Paige, for sure. Yeah. It's like heroin of reality TV. You just inject <laughs> that shit in your veins and you, it, it's just, it's a different, it's like fentanyl. It's like too much, you're gone. You know, it's just like, it's, it's too much. I do see cops way overreacting to the ultimatum queer edition when they come in contact with it. Like I just touched it and then I passed so. out. Yeah, that's what I did. I woke up the next day. 
I had to go to rehab. <laughs> Guys, toxic relationships are everywhere. It doesn't matter what your sexuality is. You can get in one. Guess what, everyone? Congrats. You're in a toxic relationship. <laughs> I watched that show so quickly because I was like, they just introduced somebody. I'm like, I'm like, oh, my God. They're toxic, too. Oh, they're oh, they're way toxic. Every oh, single one of oh them. Oh, my God. <laughs> She said, what? When Vanessa whispers across the table at dinner, you need to fuck off to her partner. Yeah, I was off. like, fuck you. Fuck off. I was like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> this is the first episode. <laughs> and like the other couples are like, yeah, we're really toxic. but We're not like Vanessa. Yeah. I, I do love that they like surround. They're like, she's the villain, right? Like we all agree. I mean, <laughs> she is fully though. <laughs> I feel like at the end, Mildred catches up, though, for a close second. Yeah. But she, holy shit. <laughs> Vanessa's so bad. She overshadows what would be a great other villains. Oh, <laughs> yes. She's the proto-villain. Like, within that series, there are four or five other people who would have been the villain on any other series. Yeah. And not on this one because Vanessa exists. Yeah. She's like the Joker of their, like, DC universe. They're like, we don't work with her. She's unpredictable and scary. <laughs> <laughs> we, we need to talk about more of this just amongst ourselves, but, like... We, we'll do a bonus episode on yeah, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway... Scene two. Scene two. Shit. <laughs> I, nothing happens. They just like, and like at the end, they like yell twice or whatever. And that's, oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry. I thought I thought we were just done. My bad. No, My bad. no, no. Sorry. This is why I do the outlines. <laughs> and thank you so much for that. You're welcome. <laughs> Uh, the wedding is over. We cut to Luce's flower shop. And this is where she's kind of talking that one guy through what flower he should pick and it's a yeah. like last chance flower and in walks Rachel and invites her to dinner and under the auspices of like she's going to try and set her up with Cooper but I think really what she wants is just to get close to her yes and this was an excuse to do that I think she felt a spark there just from sight yeah you know alone so she was like I want to see what's going on here like I get that Sure. And I also sort of get that I think she might have been trying to set her up with Coop and she just thought maybe they could be really good friends or maybe she she had other ill intent. I didn't get that vibe this early on. Yeah, I don't think she has ill intent so much as I think she's intrigued by her. Yeah. And is like, I would like to be around her more. And what a convenient way for her to be with this person that is already around us a lot. Yes. That's what I interpret it as. And I think part of that is her not admitting the kind of core of her feelings where it's like, I want her around more because I'm intrigued and attracted by her Yeah, and has not really kind of processed that yet, if that makes sense. No, I completely agree. I like Cooper's arc where he's like, I look at my married friends in my 30s and I'm like, ugh. And then he kidnaps a baby. I got, I, I related to it a lot. <laughs> Wait, when does he kidnap a baby? In the post credits, he has a baby. Wait, what? There's a post credit scene. Wait, did y'all not watch the whole movie <laughs> where the guy's on the airplane? It cuts to Cooper and he's playing with a baby. I, I didn't did see this not at all. See that? No. Normally, when the credits go, I turn the movie off. Yeah. Did you see the boyfriend in the plane talking to the girl on the plane? The husband, I mean? No. Guys! <laughs> when is it, it, was it after all the credits? Because I watched like a, a couple minutes no, of them. No, it's like and during the it. Imagine You and Me song. It's like they're cutting to different people and it cuts to the, he goes on the honeymoon and he's like, he he like sits next to a woman and he's like writing a book about this whole thing. And then he's like, how long is this flight? And she's like 24 hours and they like really hit it off. That's the movie I want. Yeah. 
And they also cut the Cooper, and he's playing with the baby. And I was like, how do you get a baby? Mikey is like, he he's going to hijack that, baby. that plane and steal a bunch of money, is what Cooper's going to do. DB Cooper. The baby Cooper. <laughs> 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 That's where the DB comes from. That baby is full of money. <laughs> you guys missed the whole thing. Oh, God. Uh, uh, yeah, no, I didn't see that at all. That's when Huck starts laughing. And I was like, oh, they released him. He's not a hostage anymore. I'm sorry. Huck? Heck. What? Heck, what? why would he have been a hostage? What are Did we talking think about? What Coop's is happening? Did you name was Tom? <laughs> this is my friend Tom Sawyer. <laughs> And no, no, no. Coop's name was Jim. And it's really more about the homoeroticism of their relationship. Hello. <sighs> no, Heck is on a plane. Well, Heck acts like he's kidnapped the whole time when he's acting. And then he gets on this plane and he's like oh. laughing and smiling and stuff. And I was like, oh, he got released. This is great. No, he's on the way to do the Watchmen apocalypse. He couldn't be happier. <laughs> All right. Well, that's the post credits. I'll go back to it, I guess. You just cut this <laughs> Dr. at the Manhattan end. who? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, we cut to Heck and Rachel are at an auction and they bid on a sofa. They end up paying more than they want for it. But this is where she basically tells him, like, hey, I invited the florist to dinner. We can invite Coop. We're just we're going to connect him up. It'd be great. Yeah. And he's like, oh, great. I'll cook. And she's like, OK. So we cut to Luce's house where she goes home to talk to her mom, who seems to be older and single and depressed. Well, we come to find out that, like, her dad left her. Like, yeah. That's why she's depressed. Right, right, right. For his own sister to ensure that the bloodline was pure. Got it. <laughs> that is not what is in the book but, or in the movie, but who knows? A Lannister always pays their debts. Ugh. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so she tells her mom that she actually has something to do that night, that she's going out with friends, um, doesn't expect it to be a date, but she will find out otherwise when she gets there. We cut to heck at work with his weird creepy boss who was super creepy at the wedding too he was super creepy at the wedding i love that guy yeah i know um, for sure in everything else i love him but in this yes. movie he's weirdly ominous and then it never pays off and you're just like what he's in a bbc show called coupling that i really dug way back in the day uh, so whenever I see him, I'm like, oh, it's Patrick. And that's not his real name, nor his name in this movie. No, nope. that was his name in that show. So every time I see him, I'm like, oh, hey, it's Patrick. Yeah. In this movie, he's just a weirdly menacing boss who it's just here to make us, you know, understand that Heck doesn't like his job and yeah. would want to do a travel book as we're going to find out his travel book that he pitches in the next scene when they're all at the house for dinner. I actually would like buy that book that's a great book where it's like what's the coolest thing happening in the world at any given time which i think you'd have some chapters that have a lot of things and some that have a fewer amount of things but like i think that's an, an interesting concept for a book i have a cookbook kind of like that called baked occasions where it literally goes through calendar wise and tells you all the like holidays that happen and traditional baked dishes for those holidays perfect name for that cookbook yeah yeah i mean i think blogs sort of filled this space shortly after this movie came out sure sure yes yeah but i love holding books oh yeah yeah, yeah. i'm just saying specifically for the traveling like travel blogs yeah, yeah, became yeah. a thing like shortly after this movie came out and i think largely because it is sort of a good idea and yeah. it's just faster to publish a blog on your website than a get someone to publish your 
your book, you know? Yeah, but he really does need to write about the barfing with the running of the bulls because I was not ready and it was gross. I am not aware of barf. I mean, I, w- I probably oh. would barf if I was staring down a, you know, two ton bull, but like. Okay, so I did see a dude get gored. He's fine. Well, he went away in an ambulance. I assume he's fine. Anyway. Yeah, because famously everyone taken away in an ambulance isn't <laughs> is dead fine. and or at least financially fucked. No, it was it was like his leg. But like he it wasn't like a mortal wound. You have two of them. He'll be fine. <laughs> He'll be fine. Uh, but they warned us literally as we like drove up that morning. They're like, hey, by the way, they don't always tell people. So we're going to tell you right now. The whole thing with the running of the bulls is that you drink all night to get the courage to run from the bulls the next day. And so they are all fucking hammered. Hell yeah, I'll do it. Would you do it, Mikey? I'd do um, it. They're slower than you would think. What is that supposed to mean? <laughs> I mean, they're, they're easily outrunnable. Mikey immediately took offense to that. <laughs> I want to fight one. Mikey. Um, They do, well, they do have a bullfight at the end of it, and that was really sad, because that that was not fun. No, just fisty cuss, man. I don't want to use the swords I or whatever. I do want to see Mikey just like cold cock a bull. <laughs> and then get... <laughs> Blown three feet in the air. That bull would buck you so fucking fast. (laughs) Knock and buck. Uh, But like, (laughs) they're way bigger than you expect them to be. That's what I told her, yeah. Just Mm -hmm. as animals. Um, But also, (laughs) having watched it, a sober person could probably easily outrun most of them because it's early in the morning for them too and they're also not super into it. But I know there's one bull in there that also loves cardio like me. And there's no way I can outrun the cardio bull. Like, I'm going to get fucked. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, and there, there's a whole bunch of people, too. So, like, you yeah, know. Yeah, you don't have to be faster than the bull. You just can be faster than the drunk guy next to you. I can definitely be faster than Mikey, so I'll be fine. I will trip your ass and throw you at a bull. <laughs> well, that'll kill somebody. Take him! Mikey, like, banes me in front of a bull and then, like, lets my body fall off of his oh. knee into the bed. Yeah. You merely adopted the beef. I was holding it. Uh, <laughs> I grew up in a jog from the bulls. And a jog from the bulls is where <laughs> a you A jog from the bulls. I actually do think I would do it, Mikey. I'll do it with you. Yeah. I will watch you guys do it. <laughs> I would be scared shitless. I would have to drink. All, I would have to drink all night. Yeah. Listen, Mikey, I'd be super scared to do it too. But like all you'd have to do is get me in front of where they're going to be running. And then I'm running. How far do you run? Is it like a 5K? It's less than that. It's really not as far as, uh, l- not all that far. <laughs> I love like everyone out there has been drinking all night. I show up. Super well slept. I got like <laughs> tennis shoes on. I'm dressed like like in running gear. I would be sweating <laughs> drunk. I'd be like, oh fuck, we gotta run a 5k. It's the equivalent of like a few big city blocks. Is that's it? <laughs> I'm just lining up like I'm running the Boston Marathon, and everyone else is wearing like white pants, white shirt. Red beret <laughs> thing around their neck, throwing up from still being drunk the night before. I have a red sash from it. Yeah. Love it. It's basically just like a, a drunk hundred meter dash with cows involved. Okay, I'm back in. Oh, listen, right? you better move. <laughs> move, bitch. bitch. Get out the way. Get out the way. We should probably get back into this movie. Anyway, so during the dinner, Rachel kind of is kind of like pushing Cooper and Luce together. 
And Luce eventually tells Heck, like, hey, I'm gay. Like, I don't... Yeah, I, I really like the way she reveals it because she reveals it right before Coop knocks on the door for the, like, the quote unquote yes. setup, you know? And right. so, so Heck is like, Heck and Fiddlesticks, we done set you up. And then, like, he has to go, like, run interference all night with Coop. Well, and I love that he just immediately tells Coop. Like, he doesn't just let him fail. He's like, by the way, she's gay. And so, you know, and he's like, well, nonsense. They teach the birds and the bees about me. And I was like, what the? F are you fucking bees? <laughs> I thought that was a pretty funny joke. <laughs> Mikey, this is what I was saying. You have a lot of Coop energy or, or Coop has a lot of Mikey energy. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Just it's a hard line, the charming to asshole line. You got you no, it's it a is. hard line to walk. I think yours is a slight more self-deprecating, which makes it more likable. Yes. That's the strategy you have to go. Yep. You, you have to be like, they tell the birds and the bees about me because I accidentally step on both of them. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm so clumsy. Love me. Oops. I got to stop hanging out next to hives. Oops. Speaking of hives, you want to sleep together? <laughs> Paige, you laugh, but I've never heard that not work for Mikey. <laughs> I've never heard it work for him, but also never heard it not work. Oh, God. Hello, Todd. It's Mikey. Hello, Mikey. It's Todd. I need to tell you something. Mikey, it's fine. You'll be a great dad. That's We're going to table that. <laughs> but on that table is a delicious factor meal. Yes! What a transition! Oh my god, guys, this actually is a factor ad. That was amazing, Mikey. Mikey here for factor meal on Romance of the Pod. Heck yeah. We're gonna table it. Delicious, already fresh made meals, never frozen. It takes two minutes to warm up. Just like Mikey does. I have a busy schedule. I work all day. I have fun too much. I also work at night. I also have too much fun. And I <laughs> have a problem with words. Yeah, words is one. Uh, <laughs> ordering out is another one. Same. I ordered out tonight. Yes. I literally got, let's just say, a factor equivalent meal for Natalie and I. And it was like $48 when it could have been way less with factor. Yeah, and I, I struggle with proportions. In fact, it comes pre-proportioned, pre-prepared, chef re ready. I've used it before. Before they even advertised on the podcast, I used Factor Meals, especially when I was working a lot during the COVID lockdown. I mean, that was the best time to get on board with Factor, except for right now, because <laughs> Factor is giving 50% off to all of our listeners. If they go to factormeals.com slash romancingthepod50 and use code romancingthepod50 to get 50% off. That's code romancingthepod50 at factormeals.com slash romancingthepod50 to get 50% off. That's a good deal. Do it. And they have an easy-to-use app. And they never require me to talk about the app. Mikey, that was the end of the ad. That was the I end know. of the ad. I'm, I'm still going. All right, Factor Meals. <laughs> Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. 
anyway, during this this dinner party that is going kind of horribly wrong, the food's bad or whatever, they get into a discussion of, is love at first sight real? And Rachel is like, no, it's not. This is something that grows over time, which is what I would agree with. And yeah. Luce is like, no, it's right. Yeah, love at first sight. That's that's the business. And then you just find out if you're right or not. And I was like, what? <laughs> I do think she puts it a very sweet sort of way, but I fundamentally disagree with her. <laughs> Same. Yeah. I don't like, I get quote unquote love at first sight. Like I know what that feeling is and it was never love. It's attraction or infatuation or, you know, like intrigue. Like it is a lot of things. I'm not discounting the idea that you see someone from across the whatever and you're like, oh, my gosh, I need to know that person. And sometimes after you get to know that person, maybe that turns into something. But sometimes you get up close to them and you realize that they have a crazy squeaky voice. And you're just like, oh, no, this was a mistake. And then you turn around to go away. Or they're a sociopath. Or they're a sociopath. Or they're like, it's totally fine for me to cheat on you a bunch. But the second you are attracted to anybody. (laughs) We're talking about Vanessa again. (laughs) Everything bends back towards Vanessa. She is like this like black hole that sucks all conversations back to her. She's a nexus point, sure. Did they not show a lot more of the sex scenes than I was used to on a reality show? So many more. Well, I think because almost everyone did this time, which like I I don't think that's been the case in other seasons where like definitely some people did. Well, usually they like dim the lights and they like they did hook up last night or whatever. And then but like this one they're like watch them and you're like I mean well all right shit. <laughs> Normally you got to pay a monthly subscription for this shit. With Vanessa being like I'm Vanessa. She screams her own name when she orgasms. <laughs> Are you guys laughing because that's weird? Or you're laughing because you don't do that. <laughs> it's crazier to think about you doing it. <laughs> Page is done. Page I'm is done. done. I'm, at, I'm at the giggle point of the night. It's too it's too late. It's crazy. What's the Piper Peekaboo's doing on this scene? <laughs> <laughs> what is Peekaboo Street up to now in this Yeah, movie? Peekaboo Street goes out onto the roof in the rain with Lena Hetty, and they have just like a tiny conversation, but then they're immediately called back in to the dinner party. And it's like pretty innocuous, the conversation, but she's innocuous? like, innocuous. Yeah, it is pretty innocuous. Yeah. Like a vaccine. Against yeah, exactly. <laughs> you are the vaccine based superhero. <laughs> innocuous. That's what you are. And listen, CDC, if you had come out with Inoculacon or whatever, it would have been way more successful with the dumbs. I heard lesbianism was released from a Chinese lab to get rid of America. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, Mikey. <laughs> I mean, I think in context. It's definitely because somebody fucked a bat. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. That's terrible. It's a horrible thing to say. Call me Big Daddy when you bat that ass up. <laughs> Sorry. When you flap that ass up. Bats are mammals, so they would have an ass, right? You a fine mother flapper, won't you flap that ass up? This is the word. Welcome to part six of Imagine (laughs) You and Me. (laughs) Vanessa would do this. She's like, I saw someone looking at me at the wedding and like, I love them and they love me and we're supposed to be together. This is a Vanessa kind of move. (laughs) You're right. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. 
But then she would like, they'd finally hook up and she'd be like, how could you be married? How could you do that to me? It's like, we met at my wedding. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> I thought you cared about me. Anyway, so Coop takes Luce home. And I do like that they kind of go out to eat and they have, they have a weird friendship in this movie that I almost wish was explored a little bit more because he's one of the few people that is brutally honest with her later in the film. Yeah. Like, I kind of wanted a little bit more of, of the two of them together. Yeah. But instead, um, they do have a conversation of like, well, what if you met someone that you like, but there is already somebody else? And he's like, well, I just fuck him. I don't give a shit. And she's like, I, I think that I, I would have a problem with that because I, I don't want to hurt people. And he's like, well, their partner is their problem, not mine. Which I know people like that, and ooh, it is a mindset that bothers me. Like, yeah, it's not great. Oof, it's not it's great. It's not great. Yeah. Coop's explanation is, I think, the grossest, because he's like, yeah, but of course, the hot ones are always taken, so you sort of have to break them up. Yeah. Oh, like, God. Oh, <laughs> Coop, you shitbag. Which yeah. is, oh. this is one of those scenes where... Uh, he's like a crap scallion. <laughs> <laughs> but this is one of those scenes where... One character is literally telling the character that's about to do something what they're about to do. Yeah. And it's in a different context, right? And I really sort of dug that about this movie because Luce does what he is bragging about being able to do with people who are in couples. Right. Yeah. It's not great. It's a real Vanessa kind of move, Lena. <laughs> it's a real Vanessa move. Uh, we cut to the grocery store where... Both Luce and her coworker friend that we only see twice in this movie and don't have a lot of information about mm. are shopping. <laughs> so are Rachel and Heck. And they keep running into each other. But this is where she finds out that Luce is gay. And there's kind of a vibe in the grocery store where it's like, I'm not following you, I promise. But it's it's strange because Heck is also there and it's odd. The whole thing is odd. It is weird, I think, because we know that Piper Peekaboo Street or whatever has like romantic feelings for um, Luce, right? But like her yeah. husband doesn't know that. So heck is just like, oh, she's making a friend. I love this. I'll encourage this sort of thing. Yeah, he's very encouraging. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He's very encouraging. But I also think that Rachel, her character doesn't even know that at this point. I think Luce knows because Luce is gay and out and is like, yeah, that's what this is. And I think for Rachel, she's just like, I don't know what this is. What made me feel bad for Luce is I bet this sort of thing has happened to Luce before. Oh, yeah, that's 100 percent. Like, and and not gone her way, you know, and, and like the person decided to stay with their boyfriend or their husband or whatever. But or yeah. it was one sided and, and the yeah. affection oh. wasn't returned. Like oh, yeah. any number of scenarios that could have happened. And that's why Luce keeps it tight. But I, I think that's also why Luce keeps her distance. Yeah. Like, Luce doesn't really insert herself into Rachel's life. No, I think Rachel pursues her. Yes. No, it definitely did not show, show any insertion or anything. <laughs> Mikey has some notes about the movie overall. Um, but yeah, I think Rachel really pursues Luce, uh, not the other way around. Luce lets it happen, but she is not the mm -hmm. ag aggressor. That's not the right word. But she is not the pursuer. Yeah, for sure. Anyway, so... We cut to their apartment, Rachel and Heck, and we find out that Rob, his boss, is cheating on his girlfriend. And she, Rachel, is like, well, he should find out what he wants to do if he wants to be with her or not be with anybody before somebody gets hurt, which, again, is somebody stating advice 
they should take. Yep. Mm-hmm. But not they have not gotten there yet. Anyway, we cut to the flower shop where we have a really strange interaction with a woman that I don't think is in a safe relationship, but it is played <laughs> for a joke, and that's kind of upsetting. It was 2005, but no, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like, dude, oh no. Yeah, no, not good. Not good. But she gets a call for a delivery. She takes it as an out so that she does not have to stay with this crying woman. I mean, because the woman's crying like, hey, I, I'm going to tell my boyfriend we're pregnant and he's going to yeah. be super excited about it. And then she like breaks down and is like, no, he's going to hate it. He's going to hate me. And then she's like crying and like holding Ugh. on to her. Like, but she's like, I'm a florist, not a borist. Get out of here. <laughs> I'm not your florist, so... Yeah, that'll be $125. (laughs) Thank you. exactly. So, we cut to, she takes a delivery, it's Cooper, and Cooper is like, do you want to lick it? And she's just like, no, but we can be friends. And he's like, all right, for now. And it's like, Cooper, take a hint. Like, no. I do like that she doesn't really play his for now as a joke. Like, if you see her face before the scene ends, she's just like, this fucking guy. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I would assume he's really nice to her at this dinner because they like stay friends. Yes, I, I yes, I almost thought that this was a joke, and he was just like, "I wanted to see you for lunch, and this would have been fun, you know, or whatever." Yeah. Right. Anyway, we cut to H Henrietta, Rachel's younger sister, her school presentation, which honestly, pretty cool presentation. Although she doesn't seem to know shit about planets, uh, like <laughs> it's all cool and set up, but she's like. Oh, yeah, I invited Luce because she helped me with my my thing. And I'm like, what? Um, why? Did that scene like, get cut? We don't see them work on the science fair project, but we do see her answer the unstoppable object and the immovable force or whatever question. That's when they sort of bond. Yeah, well, and she seems to be the only one that listens to that little girl. She's the only one. I will say her galaxy presentation does seem like it was consulted with by a florist because it sucks (laughs) oh no it's fun it's just not very informative or accurate it's school page it's not do what you want (laughs) it would have been really funny because this scene is like showing us that peekaboo street has like full-on feelings for loose that this kid is not going to go into science and math it is showing us that that henrietta is not going to go into science and math you're right Mike. but it would have been really funny if they had this like sweet moment between <laughs> the two of them or really it's just peekaboo street looking at loose and it's just her like mental whatever because yes. we flash back to reality oh there goes gravity but oh. once that flashes back to reality i would have loved for the teacher to be like that was insane and you're getting an f <laughs> and then the scene ends <laughs> she's like look at the arm of the milky way and like points to the moon i was like this dumb fucking kid <laughs> todd what you're describing happened on an episode of smart guy one time and it was one of the funniest things I've ever seen where their teacher was Yeardley Smith great crazy voice and the scene just opens with thank you for that presentation on what if the X-Men were at Iwo Jima next <laughs> and you're like what <laughs> I gotta hey can we back up one prezo I gotta see oh. that deck like hang on show <laughs> me <laughs> that deck I gotta what see what's up what if the X-Men were at Iwo Jima and it has been burned <laughs> into my brain ever since can I get a deck pick like I just want to see what's in that presentation oh yeah let's get back into this though anyway so the school presentation we get kind of a i i interpret this as kind of an internal 
vibe of like the sexual tension going on between the two of them. But what the fuck, Mikey? <laughs> Are you what the okay? Fuck happened? No, Mikey just ducked out of the way of something. I think those gunshots were further away than they sounded. Oh, Mikey no. doesn't live in a great area. Could have been a firework. Anyway, so we get this kind of out of body experience. We cut back to reality and we cut to her in her office talking to her coworkers who were her bridesmaids. And she's like, well, this person eloped on the day they met. So clearly it's right. Right. And her coworkers are like, no, no, what? that's not the norm. It's a terrible idea. Like, I guess sometimes it works, but like the odds are against you. So we cut to her at the video store after. But also that was like all of my friends who were in the military right after high school, you know? So many. It's because you get paid more in the military if you get married. Yes, and you get better housing. Well, mm-hmm. that actually does explain it, I guess. <laughs> oh, did you not know that? No. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's the only reason a lot of people get married early in the military is because you get more money and better housing if you do. Not one of those relationships is still together. <laughs> no, of course not. Yeah. yeah. Most people break up either when they leave the service or when it is no longer financially advantageous for them to be together. Yeah. Anyway, at the video store, Piper Paraboo's looking around. She's renting a couple things and she picks up a porno uh, called Georgie's Bush. <laughs> yeah. Which I can only imagine is some sort of W-themed cunnilingus porno. And I would love to research this. (laughs) Just because I think it'd be... Mission accomplished. (laughs) That's what the poster should have been for That's what the poster said. Her pussy so dry they call it Desert Storm. Can she ever get wet, Georgie's Bush? Syria, I barely know her. (laughs) (laughs) We're like more than halfway through the movie. Like they really just go from like room to room and like whisper at each other. <laughs> so her, she runs into her mom in the video store, but she manages to like get the the movie, go home, and we cut to her watching it, but watching it just kind of confused. Yeah, she did not seem like she was super aroused by it. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know if this is just weird direction or what. I don't know what was going on. It seemed like she was actually doing research. Like, yeah, just like like objectively watching porno. Yeah, well, and th- mm-hmm. th- this sounds terrible, but I'm just like, you know, there's not like mysteries in it. Are your needs being <laughs> met at home? Yeah, like if you're watching porn and you're like, man, the lighting in this scene is off. Like you're not you're not using it for its intended purpose. Oh, uh, but come on. If the lighting is off, you're going to you're gonna go to another scene. I mean, if it's really bad, yeah, that can definitely <laughs> impact it. <laughs> Why does this look like season seven of Game of Thrones? <laughs> uh, uh, a Lannister always sucks his dicks. Jesus. <laughs> she, <laughs> she's looking at that porno with a, her expression is basically like, lick it. And you're just like, honey, no, what? She's like, what is a lesbian? (laughs) She's like, Luce, who is the guy if we are both women? And you're like, well, that's not. You're about as good at school as your little sister there. Yeah. Oh, my (laughs) God. (laughs) But if we're roommates, then. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, so uh, her husband shows up and it's just like, oh, you're watching porn. Let's watch it together. Because like we haven't had sex in a while. So like, let's do that. And she's just like, um, no. Oh, my God. No. And I'm just like, that could have been fun, though. You never know. <laughs> like, you're married. 
She also does say in the scene like that that sort of thing doesn't turn her on, which sure, uh, okay, people have their preferences. But is that confirming that you are straight? Like I'm confused by what I that thought scene she was is. lying to him because she was afraid. It to, yeah, it has to be that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think the movie should have shown that a little bit more. Like she was like getting into it. You know what I'm saying? Right, and then lied about it instead of looking very confused. <laughs> yeah, she's like, "What's a woman?" And you're like, "I don't. What is?" Calm this down, Marsha Blackburn, with your "What is a woman?" <laughs> bullshit. Oh God, oh, I about that. What is an evil dragon witch? <laughs> Marsha Blackburn, Blackburn is doing her best the way down workshop impression. <laughs> oh, Yorkie hair. The taller the hair, the closer Look, to I God. I joined that church to lose some weight, so that's what we're doing right now. No. The weight Mikey. you lose is the remnant you leave behind. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so she shuts it down. Uh, and we cut to a bonfire later, which I think is like a giant tailgating fair kind of thing. There's not a ton of explanation why there's a giant column of fire, but a bunch of food trucks. But it looked fun. It did look fun. I love the smell of hot dog at night. <laughs> it smells like it hot smells dog. like hot dog. I was like, that's my favorite line in the entire movie. Same. It like really stuck out to me because it was the dumbest line. But I was like. I have said shit like that to like my father-in-law, like back when I was married, like you just don't really know what to say, but you're stuck with someone you have to have a relationship with. I like Giles from Buffy being like, we can talk about sports and weather shit, but like, don't talk about my daughter. I, I don't want to talk about it. Yeah. I, I don't want to talk about you porking my child. Yeah. 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 I do like that the scene was basically like, this is the 4th of July, but it's like it's in England or whatever. And I'm like, what is this with hot dogs and fireworks? Guy Fox Day? I don't know. Maybe. I just like hot dogs. Anyway, so they don't talk about it. And her parents are giving her a lot of pressure for like grandkids. And then they've let Henrietta or H just off to hang hang out with Luce, which again is just a random adult that they know. Yeah. And I'm just like, I know this turns out okay in this movie, but a lot of times that person is maybe not the best person to leave a child with. I mean, because this movie is a movie, like it turns out fine. Yeah, it turns but out fine. Yeah, it is a weird parenting decision to let your kid go hang out alone with an adult you met four days ago. Yeah, and, and regardless of gender orientation, oh, it yeah, does not that has matter. Nothing to do with it. <laughs> it has nothing to do with it. It is just a, an adult that you don't know well. Yeah. <laughs> like that is the, I was like, oh no. Like if they, if they were even like a family friend, I would have been fine with it. Yeah, if it was like, this is her friend from college, so they've, you know, been with the family forever. Yeah. Okay. That all, there's still a risk, <laughs> but like. What flower says kidnapping? <laughs> <laughs> the one that you're going to extinguish with trauma? Sorry, I'm in a real goofy mood today. I am too. I'm so glad you didn't like this film. I was like, I hope Paige doesn't like this because it's so weird. I just Googled what is the best flower to get someone who's been kidnapped. John Bouquet Ramsey. (laughs) (laughs) I like that that joke wasn't like delivered. It just leapt out of you. Oh my god. We should not be allowed to record this late. We're losing our fucking minds. I don't know what to do. My, my world has changed. I can't go I can't back. Under, can you understand what Paige is saying? No, I can't either. I can see her talking. I think it's because I, I, it's so high pitched. Yeah, Zoom won't even transmit her audio. 
<laughs> what what was it that tickled you so much, Paige? John became Ramsey. <laughs> oh my goodness. But that florist does specialize in Lindbergh baby's breath. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Anyway, Matthew Good, her husband heck is trying in these next couple scenes multiple times to talk to her about kind of like what's going on like hey you don't really seem yourself you know what's happening it honestly seems like they have not had sex since the wedding which means they haven't consummated it and probably could get it annulled i i imagine they probably did on their wedding night i think he's got a good case for annulment no matter which way you cut it i mean yeah depending on how long it's been but yeah I think it is a length of time, but I, it really does seem like this whole movie takes place over like four weeks. It's it's yeah. a little longer than that, but not much. So she tries to call Luce from the house and hangs up. Yeah. Uh, but then Luce calls back and gets Heck on the phone. And Heck is like, hey, uh, I can't go to this thing. I have to go to a work party. You should take my wife out on the night that I have a work party. You guys should have fun. Like, go do a thing. Yeah. But Luce is like on board. She's like, yeah, sure, I'll do that. But like. Yeah, Rachel's very much like, no, let's not do that. Let's not. Because I think she's like, yeah. I can't be around her because I'm in love with her. Right. And so they this is where they end up going to. I couldn't tell if it was soccer or rugby because American. Uh, and <laughs> <laughs> it was soccer page. It was football was it over there. Yeah, it was definitely football. But she teaches her to project loudly so she can yell her insults more effectively. I did think that that was like very English football club like. Uh, yeah, you're like, wanker number nine. Yeah. <laughs> Loved it. But it like causes <laughs> her to like hug onto her, showing her how to like fill her diaphragm and like mm-hmm. use it to sustain and all that shit. I get it. I see what you're doing here, movie. I'm into yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For I sure. Yes. There's literally a million other things that you could give an excuse for her to touch her besides like teach me how to talk loud. Yeah. Yeah. It was it was an interesting choice for Maybe sure. Maybe it's just because I'm really good at talking loud. And if you guys want instructions, I can like really teach you, Mikey. So like maybe when we do the bonus episode from your pool, I can do this same exercise with you. Don't f- touch me. No. <laughs> You guys need to get the like unbreakable wine glasses and do it for. We should do our our one about uh, queer ultimatum from the pool. I would totally do that. <laughs> Mikey, set up your redneck Riviera pool or whatever. I was gonna set it up today, but it rained all day. Yeah, it's supposed to rain for the next few days, but we we should do this soon. I really want to do it. It'll be fun. Anyway, so from the soccer match, they move on to Dance Dance Revolution at an arcade. Super fun. Yeah, they go dancing. The The whole lighting and everything changes. It seems to have this like glow about it, kind of for that like new relationship energy feel. Yes. Yeah, I like arcades. Yeah. Yeah. And so they're walking <laughs> home. They're talking about different flowers. And this is where she says that the lily means I dare you to love me. And they get to Rachel's house yeah. and she leans in, but a car passes and illuminates them and she pulls back and she goes to bed. But there's no way that she missed her leaning in like that. It was no, very that was clear obvious. what was happening. Yeah. And it wasn't like she was looking away like they were looking at each other and she like leaned in. It's just that the headlights of the car like shocked her out of doing it. Yeah. That stopped her. It wasn't even. Yeah. Loose stopping her. No, of course not. We cut to Cooper and Heck go out for drinks and Heck's like, something's wrong. I don't know what it is, but I, I got to figure something out. And she has asked me to go to dinner with her that night. Yeah. So they go out to dinner, but they end up trying to hook up in the forest where they run into 
run into a gay couple also hooking up in the forest. I did think that was funny because the whole conceit of that is like, we have like a place at home. We have our own flat. We have a yeah, nice we, bed. We it's very comfortable. We don't have to do this anymore. Because trees are yeah. exciting. What if it's an ent? Then suddenly it's a three-way. Uh-oh. Um, that's what happened to the ant wives. I've looked up in a forest. It's cool. Yeah, no, I mean, I get it. I like the risque nature of that, too. We know about your shack life. <laughs> yeah, Mikey. Oh, wait. That was to me. Never mind. Shit. Yeah, no, that was uh, you. You. you my bad. <laughs> yeah, don't. You yeah, Mikey, me. Um, I uh, think it's actually correct to say historical homestead i think it's colonial fort it actually is a colonial fort <laughs> that i colonially forked in so what you're oh. saying it's got good bones <laughs> <laughs> mm. it certainly had one that day hello, hello. <laughs> <laughs> and like 20 syringes <laughs> But I think Piper Paraboo's character or whatever is doing this because she is not into her husband and needs some like excitement, yeah, something to trigger to memories, sort of like get the juices yeah. flowing, it, as it were. Again, the movie doesn't do good enough job because uh, Peter Piper says um, <laughs> that they had a good relationship, like sexually, before yes. their marriage. Yes, I know, Mikey. That it is somewhat confusing, which is why I think ultimately she's just by. She knows she's by. And everyone in her life knows she's bi because a lot of those conversations would have had to have taken place if this was a huge departure from what is normal for her. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I do think that in this scene, the Pied Piper is trying to charm that snake. Yeah. <laughs> that trouser snake. She might be bi, but the only thing she says bye to is heck. Yeah, she could still be bi though. Yeah. Anyway, they decide to go home. And we cut to the next day where she goes to the flower shop and is like, we can't do this. We got to stop doing this. And and, <laughs> and Luce is like, what are you talking about? But then they end up making out on a bunch of flowers. Luce knows what she's talking about. I mean, Luce she is- does, but like. She just bursts in and she's like, oh, we're having this conversation now? Yeah. Okay. It is a very yeah. sort of abrupt way to have a conversation with someone you're not dating, but are like, you know, clearly yeah. vibing with. But I mean, she does quote unquote break up with her in this scene and then literally well, the scene comes after back this in. One. Oh, oh, that's right. Yeah. Cause she like, she's like, it's got to stop. And then she doesn't even make to the door, turns around, makes out. They make out on the flowers. Yeah. But then they hear Heck come into the store and Luce goes out there and Heck has this really... It's like, my wife's so sad. I think I'm doing something wrong. I want to make her happy. I was just like, oh my God, this is brutal. It is really sad. And it's almost like you don't want this type of story in your romantic movie because yeah, a it's a bit. real fucking downer. So like, yeah, especially because he's not a bad guy. Yes, he's a great guy, Paige. At least make him an asshole or something. Well, no, I, yeah. don't, I don't want him to be an asshole either because I would like to think that I would react the way Way that he does of course if, like natalie told me she was gay and in love with one of our friends or whatever you know like I, yeah i would want to do what he does which i think is the right way to play it but i also feel like it still makes me not like the movie because we're essentially watching two people fall in love but also breaking someone's heart and that's yeah, like yeah, yeah it sort of sucks when all you could do is like they still meet at the wedding but she calls off the wedding because of it yes yeah, so then she goes on a year to like discover what's going on with her sexually and then they, they reconnect they go out of the way to make him a good guy which is an yeah. interesting choice because it makes it more about her journey but like it would be a little easier if he was like cheating on her the whole time <laughs> 
you know, yeah, like, or so, if she was dating, if she was married to Coop or the boss, yeah, like you know, y'all, y'all buy me this shirt. <laughs> it's a shirt that says MILF. Man, I love fireworks. <laughs> Mikey, I will wear this shirt with you. That's like my sense of humor. At whatever July 4th event we go to at Chris's place. <laughs> that's my that's my sense of humor, man. You it's, it's hard to capture it in a shirt. Paige, you don't have to react. We're talking about it. <laughs> anyway, okay. So after overhearing Heck, Rachel runs and what I do think that a very funny filmmaking mistake happens here. Todd, I bet you caught it too. No, I'm laughing because when you started, I then went and reacted to the photo Mikey sent. <laughs> so it made Mikey laugh and then I laughed. I'm so sorry, Paige. That's okay. He thumbs upped it, which I think is offensive. <laughs> okay, so so Rachel overhears, right? And so when Luce gets back into the back of the florist, she goes out the back and Rachel is a solid 50 yards away oh, running. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So we cut to the next scene and they're in a park and Luce is caught up with her. But the editor did not cut the scene close enough. They didn't trim it right. So you see Lena Hetty go from a, a stopped start and like run to catch up with her. <laughs> yeah, you and do. And I couldn't stop <laughs> laughing at it. It was great. <laughs> Yeah, literally cut three seconds off of that, and it looks like she's been running the whole Not time. Not even. It's yeah. like a point, like a you know, a fifth of a second or something yeah. off the front of that, and just shave it, and it would have been fine. Because it does cut, and you see her just standing there, like waiting for the director to yell action. Yes, yes, <laughs> it's crazy. But this is where they they kind of break up, and she's just like, I like, I will leave. Don't forget me. Okay, bye. Yeah. So we cut to heck at work. He apparently lies to someone. I don't even know what he does. He seems like a stockbroker of some sort. I got that. I don't even know what the point of this scene was. Because I, I was like, is he mad? Is it? Was that what the point of this scene I is? I think this movie wants to give heck a journey, like a, an arc to his character. And his arc is he doesn't love his job and he wants to write a book. So he, at the end of the movie, he quits his job and apparently writes a book on the plane. Oh, that's why he's writing that book on the plane. Yeah. Okay. Okay. We're all putting the pieces Hang together. Tight. Just a second. I spilled cream soda all over myself. <laughs> I hate when we're recording and you cream yourself. God dang it, Paige. <laughs> Give me two seconds. I'll, I'll be right back. Oh yeah, that's fine. Thankfully, uh, none of the electronics. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thank you. Sorry. No, no problem. <laughs> it was just like across my lap and my legs. Sorry about that. Anyway. It's okay. So we, so Heck has a bad day at work. He quits. Uh, meanwhile, at the flower shop, she throws a guy out who wants a breakup plant, but she goes home and her mom is dressed up and going out. And she kind of tells her mom what's happened. And her mom is just like, well, loving someone is the only thing that matters. And I'm like, no. <laughs> like you're worth yeah. nothing if you're not with someone. Yeah, exactly. I was like, Ugh. yeah, I honestly would have liked the mom's arc if she was just like, yeah, I'm just I'm just not going to date. You know, I might again. But yeah. it's, it's not something I'm needing to do right now. I'm going to get super into painting, like whatever it is. Yeah. Do the fun old lady stuff. Pick your craft, pick your booze and just do it. Yeah. I mean, or at any stage of life, you're not even an old lady or an old dude. You do whatever you want. If you want to hey, date or not. If, I mean, I, I love my husband. I am very glad that I met him. Oh, but for if sure. yeah. for some reason he dies first. 
God only knows what I'm going to do. I might just be the weird lady. I might get a ton of cats. Like, I have so many options. Well, Paige, if Natalie is any proof, you can have a ton of cats and dudes will still be into it. Not not healthy ones. Okay, let's stick with the one cat because he's like so cute. You're not allowed to have more than three animals unless you live on a farm. And that's how that's how I live my life. That's fair. That's pretty fair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What about birds? Bird people are not my people. <laughs> Fish. Fish are okay. Sea monkeys? Sure. That's a whole colony. Ants? I'm out. I don't fuck with ant people. Yeah. <laughs> what about rat people? Definitely. Oh, I fuck out. with some rat people. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, she's a rat girl? Then I'll definitely splint her. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah, yeah, Mikey. Mikey made a funny page. <laughs> go, Ninja. Go, Ninja. Go. Go, Ninja. Go, Ninja. Go. Anyway, back to this movie. <laughs> so. Heck comes home drunk because he was drinking because he quit his job. She tries to tell him, Rachel tries to tell him drunk, like, I wasn't looking for it, but something happened. And and admittedly, they have only kissed. That is the only thing that happened, which yes. is still not okay. They but made like, out a little bit. Like, it a was little a little bit. bump Whatever. and grind, yeah. but no, like, full sex or anything. Like, make it out. Yeah. Anyway, she tries to tell him everything, and it looks like he has fallen asleep. But when she leaves, he reveals that he was not asleep. He was listening the whole time, um, which is a little frustrating because I'm like, I know it's an uncomfortable conversation to have, but like you should have that conversation. (laughs) Yes, I do hate that he fell asleep or did he? But I do think they position his uncomfortability in having those like serious vulnerable talks as why she gets away with like not really telling him in this movie because he was awake. He well, was yeah. hearing her. He also quit his job the same day. Like maybe it's a lot. He's having a big day. <laughs> That's a big day. But she doesn't know that. Yeah. She finds out. Yes. But still has to tell him. I mean, yeah. you know, anyway, uh, Coop, he because he clearly has told Coop off screen. Yeah. Uh, Coop confronts Luce about it. And I don't like that he calls her a dumb slut because I'm like, first of all, Luce was not the pursuer. <laughs> like, so th- but this is Coop saying to Luce yeah. what he should be saying to himself because he is doing the dumb slut behavior. He's doing the dumb yes. behavior. Yes. But th- this movie does this sort of thing a lot, which I sort of dig. But yeah, that's what this yeah. is. And, and by behavior, I mean... Not considering other people's feelings when planning out your sexual exploits. Yeah. So we cut to Rachel's parents' house because they're celebrating their birthday. And Luce calls and cancels a hangout with her younger sister. And at this point, Heck already knows. And so he's just like, I thought I could handle this. I thought I could take it. I thought I could just stay with you and have you pretend to love me or whatever, but I can't. So like... I'm making the decision for you. I'm leaving, basically. Which is, I mean, he says it as he's going to the car, though. He's like, this is not me leaving, more or less. Like, I can't stay in a relationship and watch you be in love with someone more than you love me. That's unfair to me. So I am leaving. Yes, of course. But this is not my doing, more or less, is what he's saying. Right. Because I really do think he loves the shit out of his wife, man. Like, he loves too. her. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I also think that maybe they stay friends or something after the movie. Because I, I... And maybe this is just my bias. Because if, like, if one day Jake came out to me, I'd be like, oh my God, can I cater the wedding? We are now brunch friends. And I love you. You're still going to be in my life. We are BFFs. I'm going to go find somebody else to bone. But, like... 
we are still of course. friends to the end. Yeah. I do think based upon what we see from his character in this movie that in time he definitely will be her friend. Yeah. But I you know, I he's Probably gonna have to go today. through some shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah I don't think yeah. it would be immediate. But I do think if they get married, he's gonna be at that wedding. But he doesn't have to. He doesn't have to. No, absolutely. I could fully understand somebody not in that moment. I know two people whose significant other came out to them after they got married. And they are all not very friendly. Yeah, so Mikey, I would have trouble with that. But I I feel like his character in the movie, he seems like a better guy than me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I think it would definitely be understandable to grieve the loss of the relationship you at least thought you had. And that, that, sure, I think that's normal. That'll take time. I would be like a wedding singer type of moment where I was like, I wish this is stuff you would have figured out yesterday. Yesterday. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 But that's not how it works sometimes. Like that actually, yeah. I mean, that happens sometimes. Yeah. And I think a part of that also is I have a weird level of confidence where I'm just like, Hey, if something happens, I'll go meet new people and it'll be fine. Something's going to work out. (laughs) Not everyone feels that confident about it. Yeah, but everyone should. Everyone is like entitled to and valuable and like should feel love, you know? Sure. If that's what they want. And you can get love and validation from many different places. So, you know, you got a lot of options. It's fine. Yeah. Like food. Or or (laughs) friends or a myriad of different relationships in your life or, you know, finding your purpose in things that you do or, you know, you know, whatever. Anyway, so like to live your version of a full life, whatever that looks like. Whatever that looks like to you. Back in the house with her family, they're like, wait a second. So you cheated on him. Was it with Cooper? And she's just like, no, it's with Luce. That's why she can't call to cancel. And her mom does not want to accept it, which the movie does not really address. No, the mom is like, I do think that the mom is hyper-focused on the kids, like the The grandkids, right? So once they make a joke of it as her dad's driving to go, like, do the last scene, right? And she's like, well, what about kids? And that's when her dad says He makes the turkey baster joke yeah. Yes And I think that that sort of does settle her down some She's like oh, oh okay cool Yeah oh, fine Because I think for her It's just she wants grandkids It's not right. I don't want my kid to be gay I don't get that yeah. vibe from her Right 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 But also my mom has done that kind of shit to me <laughs> I, I get asked on the regular um, yeah. Especially after we bought the house People are like so what's that third bedroom for And I was like do you mean my office Or the guest room <laughs> anyway so this is where her dad has the conversation of like hey you you gotta love who you're gonna love and be who you're gonna be and i will drive you yeah Uh, but everyone piles into the car meanwhile we see that loose has gotten into a taxi to go somewhere undefined not in the movie i assumed it was just like the airport she's going to heathrow or some shit uh to go on holiday yeah I did love that they go to the flower shop Assuming that she'll be there That Luce will be there But it's actually Luce's mom Who's now running the flower shop yes. And so like she runs in And she's like where's Lucy And she's like try that again And so she asks nicer And then she's like wait you're her aren't you And then Luce's mom looks at the customer And says have you ever sold flowers <laughs> And just hands and her just an apron hands her the apron And then they all leave and pile in the car but, I thought but, that was hilarious But there are cell phones there are, and they do call in this little montage that sets up the last scene, but Luce 
doesn't fully grasp the situation that is now at play. Yeah, she just says, you can't do this, so stop calling me. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's why, well, Paige, you'll explain it when we get to it. Plus, Luce's taxi driver is having phone sex while driving her wherever yes. he's going to be driving her, which is a wild I'd experience. be like one star. Dude was definitely <laughs> rock hard while driving. Five star. Great adjectives. Um, <laughs> anyway, there is road construction, so everyone is stopped. And while she's on the phone with Luz and Luz is basically like, you can't do this. We can't do this. I'm going to hang up. She overhears the bicycle guy ride by singing the title of the film uh, or the the (laughs) turtle song that the title of the film is based on. Yes. I mean, yeah. And then he then proceeds to drive ride by the other car. And Rachel's like, oh, my God, I know I have heard that before. That means she's somewhere here in this traffic jam. Yes. So she gets out, stands on top of the car, calls for Luz, uses the projection of the diaphragm that she taught her about. I love that it wasn't just that she used the projection technique. It was that she said a number nine, you're a wanker. Like she said exactly what they said in the moment. Like it was a perfect callback. I loved it. And then Luce was like, am I number nine? Am I the wanker? So she gets out of the the taxi. Are we the mutants at table nine? (laughs) (laughs) But she then yells back, I can do this. Yes. So they run to each other and kiss. And apparently there's a post-credit scene. Oh, there's an credit scene. Yeah. So then to get, they go to a park and it's really cold and they're like, it's really cold. But then they like snuggle up and that's their ending. And then <laughs> Cooper kidnaps a. He has a baby at his apartment. Weird. And then uh, Heck is on a plane. I guess he's going on their honeymoon or what? He's going. No, I think he's just going for his travel stuff to write his travel book. Okay. He's just finally traveling. Yeah, that makes There's sense. There's a seat between him and an attractive woman. And she's like, What are you doing? He's like, I'm writing a book. And she's like, Good, because I can read. And then they both kind of giggle. <laughs> Good, because I can read. And she's like, I don't know why I said that. That's really weird. And it implies the love is first sight thing. And then he like oh, laughs okay. hysterically. And he's like, How long is this flight? And she's like, 24 hours. And then the movie ends. Where is he flying to? I don't know. And, that, and, and that's, that's the movie. So having seen the movie and we talked about the movie, what'd you guys think about Imagine Me and You? It's tough because I, I always want to support uh, LGBTQIA love stories in films no matter what, because there aren't enough of them. And thankfully, we're getting more and more. That's great. Yeah. Did not love this one, um, especially compared to Bros last week. <laughs> yeah, Bros is way better. Yeah, it is. Yeah, but I mean, like, you know what? I mean, as they get more representation, they will also dip into really awful romantic comedy yeah. cliches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With with volume comes uh, sometimes varying quality. Like because oh, yeah. there's so many, and and it's good that we can get to that point. But yes, no, I. I think you can kind of tell that this was originally written as a straight rom-com and then just kind of like taped together. But yeah, I am glad that we watched it though because it is... It is often requested. Yeah, Paige, you're right about that. I I have seen a lot of people asking for this one. I honestly like the movie. I just hate the one subplot about them being married while the events of the movie are taking place like that's hard for me probably because i've been cheated on twice i know literally that's they're technically still married when the end credits roll yeah but yeah like if they didn't have that i would have loved this movie but because Mm -hmm. of it it sort of makes me not never want to watch it again because it's just like why even do that i don't know it just seems weird i don't like it 
That makes sense. But Paige, do you have any fun facts for us? I have a few. Well, hit us with your fun facts. A your few, few fun, fun facts. facts. So I already kind of burned a couple of these that it was originally conceived and written as a heterosexual love story. Um, and then, of course, the uh, title is a reference to Happy Together by the Turtles. Yeah. Um, now... The original title to this movie was Click, the idea that you just click with someone. Okay. However, yeah. this came out right around the same time as Adam Sandler's film Click. <laughs> and so, of course, Adam Sandler's not going to change. So they changed the movie, the the title of this movie. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. So now in one scene when they're at the soccer game, Piper Parabo is wearing a hat and it's actually a crew member's because she was cold and tried on a bunch of different people's hats until she found one that she liked destroying the hair. The hair department probably did for her. But. I know. I'm sure the hair department was like, no, what are you doing? Yeah. Yeah. And those are your fun facts. There's oh, not a ton of fun facts. Okay. I do think it's really interesting that on the, the cover of this movie, it portrays it almost like Cooper and Luce are yes, hooking up also. It does. The poster. Yeah. Yes. And it it's that's really not the case. So I thought that was kind of interesting too. Well, Paige, thank you for those fun facts. Let's talk a little bit about box office. What do you think the production budget was for Imagine Me and You in 2006? In 2006. And this actually... It's in production in 2005. It is. Yeah. It premieres like January 2006. Yeah. So it was definitely in production probably 2004-ish and then shot in five and edited in yeah. five. Yeah. I, on I only say that because a lot of stuff says five and I was like, no. Oh, yeah. I'm sure it does. And I'm sure it uh, had like premieres in 2005. In five. Yeah. Yeah. I think this looks like about five million to me. Okay. Mikey, what do you think? I'm going to go nine mikey you're closer it's actually 7.9 million dollars okay. that sounds about right yeah which if you adjust for inflation is 12.3 million dollars today now as i talked about earlier just a moment ago it did premiere on january 27th of 2006 it was 51st in the theaters <laughs> that weekend well january is where they dump movies that they want to bury. Yeah. It was beat by Big Mama's House 2 was number one that weekend. Oh, that was a huge hit. It was. N Nanny McPhee was number two. Underworld Evolution was three. Annapolis was four. And Hoodwinked was five that week. And then there were 46 other movies. And then this one, Imagine Me and You. I saw Hoodwinked that week. You saw Hoodwinked? <laughs> yeah. I, I, and I like distinctly <laughs> remember seeing Hoodwinked that week. Well, you could have been seeing Imagine Me and You. So it was only in eight theaters, though. So what do you think it brought in in those eight theaters that brought it up to 51st place in the box office that weekend. $167,000. Okay. Mikey, what do you think? $50,000. Mikey, you're very close. It's 51.9. So yeah. it's $51,907 oh. in its opening weekend. This becomes a cult classic, though. Oh, yeah. I think it does. But it did not do well in theaters. It was in theaters yeah. for a total of eight weeks. But the most number of theaters it was in was 106. Nationwide releasing or releases at the time were very close to 3,000. I don't think they were quite 3,000 yet. Mm -hmm. But it was very close to 3,000 was like a traditional nationwide release around this yeah. time. So to only mm -hmm. be in 106 at its max, the studio doesn't have a lot of faith in the movie. You know what I mean? 
what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. So what do you think it made domestically in the box office? And now this is a predominantly UK movie, but when I say domestically, I'm referring to the US. So what do you think it made in the US? 80,000. No, no, no. Hold on. Uh, it gets up to 100 theaters. Yeah, 106 is its max. 106. I'm going to say $800,000. Okay. I'm going to say 600. Mikey, you're a little bit closer. It's $672,000 is what it made in the US. Now, internationally, it brought in almost 2.5, a, a total of $2.45 million. So worldwide, the total was only $3.1 million against a $7.9 million budget. It did not do very well in theaters. Uh, but Paige, as you said, it has become sort of a cult classic since this. Uh, but it definitely lost money was when it was in the theaters. Yeah. But that is your box office. Mikey, you want to hit him with that romance scale? Yeah, romance scale, scale of 1 to 10 of how romantic we found the film today. Paid. One. But mainly just because I we didn't get to see them together enough. Like, I wanted to see them fall in love, and I don't think we really see that in the movie. I'm going to give it a one as well, but largely for the same reasons, Paige. And even if we did see them fall in love, there is the guilt of like, well, she's married. She's in a relationship. Yeah. Like, she's cheating. Like, so that, I think, takes it out, takes me out of the romantic lane as well. I'll yeah. give it a three. And they had some cute moments. All right. Yeah. And that's our romance skit. Yeah. So this week, Paige, you made us watch Imagine Me and You. Mikey, what are you going to make us watch next week? I'm, I'm going to pick Dating Amber because I saw the trailer and it looked funny and it's where a these two kids in school, one is a lesbian, one is a gay guy, uh, they end up pretend dating to get everybody off their backs because they were being bullied. Oh. And I, some other stuff happens. It could be more coming of age, but I think it'll be fun. I, I am excited. That's great. And it's newer on Amazon, correct? Yes. 2020 is when it came out. Perfect. Oh, awesome. So guys, check out Dating Amber on Amazon Prime for next week. Hooray. So Mikey, do you have a review for us to read? Oh, definitely not. Well, while you're looking one up, let me tell them how they can have their review run on the podcast. And that is to leave us a five-star text review and I'll make Mikey read it for you. So Mikey, whose review were you going to read this week? This guy left a review just for me. TJ Bonds. Well, what does TJ Bonds have to say? Great show. Nailed it. I love this podcast and horror virgin nice my only complaint complaint my only complaint is mike and todd's face doesn't match what i pictured based off the voices on the podcast <laughs> that's sort of a nice way of saying we're uglier than he thought we'd be whenever people say that i'm always really curious as to what they pictured and i never get a chance to ask except for the first time blaine saw what i looked like on camera and he was like I, or in person, I guess. He was like, I, I pictured you like way taller. And I was like, really? Interesting. All right. Do us a favor. Draw what you think our voices look like and <laughs> yes. send us that. Because <laughs> I want to know how handsome you wish I was. But that's the end of the review. Five stars. Oh. Great. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for that awesome five-star review. And if you want to have Mikey read your five-star review, leave us a five-star review. So, um, yeah, guys, if you like this power thruple that we have here on this podcast, make sure to check out our other podcast the horror virgin and that is the only other podcast that mikey and i are on but Paige gets around and she is on two other podcasts black card rehab and cult podcast so guys definitely check out those because they're amazing if you want to follow us on social we are at romancing the pod show yes on yes. Instagram, and we are at something else on Twitter who I just have never taken the time to learn it's, it. It's just Romancing Pod Show because they have a character oh. limit and it's show, S-H-O, like Showtime. So guys, check that out as well. And if you want to follow us all individually, Paige is at 
Rampage Wesley everywhere, including TikTok, except for Twitter, where she is at Paige Wesley. Mikey is at M Randolph 24, and I am at Todd J Awesome everywhere. And guys, we got a P.O. box. So if you want to send us some love letters or whatever you might send to a P.O. box, it's actually not a P.O. box. It's like a regular street address. It's pretty awesome. It's 6688 Nolensville Road, number 108-34, Brentwood, Tennessee, 37027. So send us some stuff. Yeah. That's going to be it for us, you guys. I'm Paige. I'm Mikey. And I'm Todd. And you complete us. To completion. I'm going to send you guys a John Bouquet. A John Bouquet Ramsey. Ramsey. John Bouquet Ramsey. Bye. I don't really like movies that involve cheating on your person, nerds. (laughs) 